Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Now let's talk about some shit. And, we'll <laughs> and we're back. Hey, uh, welcome back everybody to another episode of Dose Offensive Gentlemen. Yay, yay, yeah. Hasn't been too long. You see, we actually got this one within <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah, within like the week, right? Yeah. From like, recording the last one. Man, life gets in the way, man. It does. Got, it got does. shit to do. Yeah, it's true. We got shit to do. And got more of it coming up. But um, oh, you have no idea. Oh, <laughs> I, you do have an idea, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, back here at the DOG, and it's a nice uh, sunny day. We should be outside playing or riding motorcycles or uh, or just, yeah, you know, skinny dipping, playing it, playing in the street. That's yeah, something we could be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Old school, play basketball or even tackle football in the street. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how you do it. No, so I've 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 done that. Oh, of course. This isn't like a sarcastic. Yeah. Like no, we've done that. Like yeah, that's what you do. That's yeah. Right. See, that really incentivized not getting tackled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna fucking hurt. The landing hurts worse than the tackle. Shoot, that's straight up street ball. But anyway, yeah. so uh, drink wise, what we got to for you today is actually one of my favorites. It is actually my favorite rum. So uh, going a little different today, no scotch uh, as usual, but uh, we are going with rum. So the rum we're going to have today is Jamaican's Ray and Nephew's White Overproof Rum. Um, so so you just you just brought this over and showed it to me, and I was like, man, this looks like, like, like uh, the most simplistic bottling and labeling like I'm surprised, like they just didn't write a sharpie on it, you know. <laughs> um, Rum X X X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like uh, but no, it's 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 good. Like I do like it. Uh, it's really we'll, we'll, we'll we'll taste some more later. Yeah, uh, yeah. But going into the history of it, which we brought up on El Wiki Elpedia, uh, the history of J. Ray and nephew began in 1825 when company founder John Ray opened the Shakespeare Tavern in Kingston, Jamaica. Kingston grew steadily and eventually became Jamaica's capital in 1877, and the Shakespeare Tavern became highly successful. In 1860, Ray brought in Charles James Ward, the son of his brother, to run the business side of the company. Ward was a dynamic and gifted entrepreneur, and under the leadership of J. Ray, and I'm uh, sorry, and under the leadership of J. Ray and Nephew, see they, they threw in the title there, uh, began a period of growth and prosperity. Ray retired in 1862 and died in 1870, leaving Ward as the sole, pro sole proprietor of the business. Ward developed his heritage, a tavern and liquor dealing concern, into one of Jamaica's largest commercial enterprises and a company that enjoyed international success. At the International Exhibition held in London in 1862, now we're getting into some history, right? Mm -hmm. uh, J. Ray and Nephew won three gold medals for its 10, 15, and 25-year rums. The company's rums also won several awards and prizes at international exhibitions in Paris, 1878, Amsterdam, 1883, New Orleans, 1885, and Jamaica, 1891. So, like, that's a, that's a pretty, yeah. pr pretty substantial rum, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, so with this distillery, I mean, so the rum we're about to drink is their um, their flagship rum. This is the rum that they produce, but they actually own other than uh, other distilleries and rum brands as well. 
another famous one is Appleton's. Appleton's rum is made by the same, is owned by the same country uh, company, but they're distilled at two different places. And it's actually a darker, it's a dark spice rum. So, um, yeah, this is not a spice rum at all. No, this I mean is we'll go on and taste it, but yeah, it's not a spice rum. It's just straight rum. So, like with all alcohol, you get color from the barrels that you ate, you age them in. This rum is not put in a barrel, so that's why it's clear. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's what uh, what gives it the color. There's no additional coloring. It's just straight from the from the wood. From the from the wood. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so, like, rum barrels, you know, in the Caribbean, rum was a very big commodity at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you had ships that used to run rum, and it was a part of, uh, you know, like, daily rations and stuff like that and things of that nature. And, and it was, you know, always taken on long uh, sea voyages. So, uh, obviously, that's why w- the Caribbean is, is – is you find different – I mean, like, every Caribbean island out there – has not only do they have rum, but they they drink rum. But you know, a lot of their signature drinks are revolved around rum. Oh, I can see that definitely. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like that's like the history of uh, the Caribbean. Oh right yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp running around on the beach looking like a pansy. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah, but uh, so um, I was introduced to this rum and. Uh, one of the uh <laughs> so what happened was i was i was there and uh, one of my um or i'm sorry my uh wife's uncle uh was like you know the women we were visiting and all the women in one place chatting away and there's only two men so he was like hey come here nephew you know we're gonna go downstairs and so we went down into his little den he handed me a bottle uh put on some old school reggae and we just sat down there and drank and I got tore up but <laughs> <laughs> the amazing thing I like this and, and I've never had a problem I've never had a hangover in this room really I've gotten like really really drunk and woke up the next day and been like All right, I'm, I'm cool. good I'm good see I've I've really only experienced that with like high level alcohols like like top tier, top shelf mm. alcohols, you know, they don't leave me as as hungover and yeah. things, but but it's still, you know, really good um, as far as taste and quality and everything. But yeah, that's how I that's how I judge a uh, 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 an alcohol or a, a drink is by how hungover I get later. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if I feel like crap for like two days, I'm never drinking it again. Yeah. I've had too many experiences on like Jack, you know, yeah, on Jack and, on Jack uh, and Cokes and stuff like that. Like, oh, nope, I can't yeah. smell it without gagging now. But no, this is uh, this is good. So, uh, before we get into the the tasting of it, um, according to the masteromalt.com, the nose is fruity, notes of molasses and spice. The palate is fruity and a little spirity. Uh, there are notes of banana and you're gonna have to help me out with this word, uh, demerara, demerara. Yeah, it's uh, it's D E M. E R A R A. I'm probably gonna just butcher Demerara. that. Demerara, right? Yeah. It, but it looks like like some Greek goddess name or something <laughs> when I read it. So uh, anyway, but banana and demerara, uh, as well as spice and a little oak. The finish is long and spiced. So uh, with that, we have the uh, the toast. Uh, well, we're just gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna gonna go down there. So y'all pick your glass up, and we're just gonna cheers. 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 Oh, that's good stuff. 
That's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely taste the the fruity and the spice to it. It's almost a little um, coconutty. Is that right? Like Coconut, a little coconut. I can see the, I can see the yeah. Like a little. That'd probably just be part of the fruit. Mm-hmm. But um, you know uh, what? How are we drinking right now? We 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 don't have the metal cubes right now, so yeah. we actually had ice cubes ice in cubes. it that have uh, melted completely. So it's a little bit watered down. So it's not quite straight rum, but. That's I mean, I had what maybe two ice cubes, something like that. Yeah. Well, so true. nice and watered down, a little bit chilled. Um, I mean, we can drink it straight without you know making a, a crazy face, you know. <laughs> uh, but um, it's it's good. I like it. Um, a lot of times you said that they make cocktails with this. Like, yeah. Is there so any this uh, is a very very well uh, Jamaican rum punch is the most you know. What's in that? Uh, it's usually like a fruit punch or something like that with rum in it. You know, and then oh, fruit so. and stuff like that. Is, is that like um, the jungle juice kind of thing? Do you know how, like, Some you, you kind of chop up? Like, similar. you put, like, a juice and then you chop up fruits and stuff and you just let yeah, it marinate in there? Yeah, let it marinate in there. Okay. And fruit juices. And that's that's very common. Um, and, Ray, and Ray Enough usually used for that for what? Uh, um, for that, plus rum and Cokes, obviously. Uh, but uh, usually uh, at rum bars, um, you know, rum bars all over Jamaica, like, and it could be from, like, literally a shack. <laughs> you know, like someone put up some freaking uh, driftwood and there's a rum bar. But uh, most of the time, people drink it straight. I mean, that's just like with, with a lot of liquors. I mean, with the, with liquors, unless it's specifically designed to be a cocktail ingredient or like specifically made to be mixed with something, mm. um, I prefer to drink it straight. Unless, you know, like, like for old fashions, or like a perfect example. Right, because I really like to drink, uh, say, Maker's Mark or Knob Creek, as uh, as you know, straight. But I also really like it in, in a cocktail. But yeah. well, so like with this one too. Oh, and I, I'll, how, how can I forget this? <laughs> it's gonna be mad at me. So, um, in rum cake, this is used. Uh, the rum cake. Yeah, rum cake. Um. So rum cake, this is used to soak the cake in it, and I don't think it always gives it a good flavor. Um, my uh, mother-in-law's uh, rum cakes uh, will last until the apocalypse. Because <laughs> all the all the alcohol preserves it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she usually has it. She puts it in a uh, like a, one of those uh, cookie tins, those big round blue cookie tins. Yep. She usually makes it in that, and then she goes and she like every day for about a week straight. Just pours a bottle, just pours a bottle, let it absorb, pours a bottle, let it absorb, and so on. Oh my goodness! So she gave it. She gave one to us one time, and uh, and she also made our wedding cake like this. And so our wedding cake was a a rum cake, but uh, she gave us one one time, and we put it on a refrigerator and forgot about it. Years later, we come back to it thinking, and I was like, man, about to open up a science experiment. Yeah. And opened up it, and it was like. It, still good pristine yeah. did you try it oh yeah we oh ate my it. goodness it was like oh, oh my god goodness. it's still good <laughs> so i mean that's what alcohol is though it lasts forever that pres- it preserved the hell out of that cake yeah. so yes yeah, you ate you ate a mummy cake is what you did <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but uh yeah so use it a lot um um people like will soak cherries and stuff like that. so when they're also making like christmas cakes and other pastries they'll you know, it's very common to see uh, uh, 
a jar or something in someone's house with like fruit and just rum in it soaking. So, so uh, yeah, very versatile rum, very good tasting. Uh, and this is when I do get a chance to get a bottle of it. They usually don't last long. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. <sighs> all right. Yeah, but this has got me feeling like all. I got like like we should have like some uh, yeah some uh, exactly we should have some Marley playing in the background. But no, this is uh, it's good and it's it, I think this is one of the first times that I haven't had a spice drum because that you know like uh, um, the Captain Morgan spice drum or mm -hmm. things like that with that that aftertaste and that that um, the very uh, noticeable spices like the high level yeah uh, that's what I'm used to. But this is good. This yeah, is like smooth. This almost, and I'm just you're probably gonna ma be mad at me, but this kind of reminds me of ouzo, really? like the taste of ouzo, a little bit, like without the licorice flavor. Mm, I can see that a little, little bit. bit. I can see that a yeah. little bit. You probably be mad just at me because that's just completely fucking up geography. Yeah, it is. That it's is. not the same, man. It's not the same. But damn it, that's what I think. Okay. Um. No, but it's a so it's really clean, smooth. You know, it is good really for like you know, and like the drink it iced. Mm -hmm. uh, really chilled and like for hot days like today. Yeah, uh, it, and that's interesting because a lot of hot days I don't want to drink anything but like water. Yeah, right. But this I could see drinking on a hot day because it, it feels almost refreshing. It does. It's yeah. very, very nice. So uh, I know we talked about what we're going to do on this podcast today, <sighs> and so this is a uh, this is a topic that that hits home for for me, for me. Yeah. I know it hits home a little bit for you too because. Yeah. Because the, 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 the nerd flag runs high. Yep. <sighs> the solo movie flop. <laughs> so I got this. I saw it. Unfortunately, I saw Solo. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. As a movie, and to give it all fairness, it, the problem with Solo it is it's painfully mediocre. It's not good. It's not terrible. Is it like the space balls of the Star Wars universe right now? It it without space, without the space balls a better movie. Oh my god, space balls is a great movie, but it's, it's like the knockoff, you know, Star right. Wars. But it's, so there's so many things, and there're gonna be some mild, there're gonna be some small spoilers in here, just to highlight how just painful. Like, and there's just just. It's a it's a heist movie, all right. So it's a it's a Star Wars heist movie. Okay, and which should come off pretty good, right? You know, Han right. meeting you know Lando and yeah. you know other things. I mean that's that's a whole. Up. I mean it's like his origin story, right? It is his. Oh god! So we're gonna go to. <laughs> so here we go. So so real quick before we get really dig into it, I have not seen Solo yet. And you um, but with that being said. I kind of with the with the way the Star Wars franchise has been going, I don't really have a really have a, have a, have a need or desire to really see. It. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I'll wait to boot like that thing, man. Like, I don't <laughs> even want to pay for it. It's it's one of those where it's like, you know, we went through um, the Force Awakens. I thought it was an okay movie. Still left a lot of things unexplained and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, I'll give you. You know, you got more movies coming later, so I'll give you some some leeway on that. Then, then the last Jedi came out, and that just didn't make any fucking sense. 
Well, no, in between there you had Rogue One. Well, okay, I want to talk about Rogue One because that's like that's one of my favorite non non uh, Skywalker uh, lineage movie. Like I think that's to be honest, like like a I don't want to say the perfect Star Wars movie, but I think that's that movie exemplifies what a movie about the Star Wars universe Mm. can be. Right, because there's—I mean—it's an entire universe. If you want to look at all the EU, and you want to look at um, all the additional um, mm. n- now non-canon elements in there, there's so many stories that you can tell, yeah. like in, like of certain characters, of in between certain events, things like that. Um, but that had nothing to do with a Skywalker, except for the very end when Leia came on. But you know, it it had all the all the elements that I would look for in a movie, and I was excited to see it, even though I knew how it ended. It was kind of one of those. Yeah, it was that was kind of the thing. Like, and the, the thing I liked about the um, uh, Rogue One is that we knew it was bad, we knew what was going on, but you like you like hope like you you know when you know the ending of a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're just hoping like you know there's it gotta changes. be changes, yeah. there's gotta be changes. But but to be honest, like I like that they kept it because then yes. it actually fit. It, it makes into sense. Yeah. the historic um, movies that are already set. So, um, I thought I thought that was fantastic. Um, not only that, but like not being afraid to kill off characters. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, they weren't the the iconic they, they ones, but they you know, they were characters. They killed off the cast. Yeah, the cast, the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Um, everybody died. Everybody. Yeah, Akbar did not die. Until it's a trap. Until later. Until later, but yeah. Um, off screen. Off screen. Damn it. <sighs> um, but going back to Solo, I have no desire to, man. Like, like, uh, like, I haven't been odd. I haven't been like. Um, I mean, this could be marketing, but even the casting piece of it, like, I wasn't really, I wasn't really enjoying. Like, oh, this is the Donald Glover as Lando was 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 this probably the best was, one. That was the best. I was going to ask. He was that. pretty much the best aspect of the movie. You know yeah. what? You know what pissed me off about that though. Mm-hmm. So, Lando, all through my childhood, watching these movies, going uh, Billy D. Ray, womanizer, one hundred percent. He was a playboy. He was absolutely a playboy. Yes. And then now with like the LGBT, you know, movements, and everyone has to be represented and stuff like special. that. We're gonna say that he. Is pansexual. And it's like you got jokes. What the fuck does that even mean? Like I don't know what that means. Does that mean? Wait, I I have a question because this came up in like other interviews that that I read, and like okay, so he's pansexual in in this movie. Well, they don't really they don't they don't really say anything like that. The only no, but what the writers did. The writers did afterwards, you know. And and then um, I guess, I guess. uh, God, I just blanked on his name. What is the actor's name? Don- Donald, Donald Glover. Yeah. So he, uh, and then apparently he was trying to, like, support that ideology or th- that idea. And like, oh, yeah, he's like, so what do you think about the, like, the reporter was like, what do you think about um, uh, Lando being pansexual? And he's just like, there's just too many things in space to fuck. <laughs> I was like, that's a, la- that's a fucking Lando thing to say. Yeah. That is. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just like, but why do you have to change what's already there? And I, th- I think that's the big problem with like what I uh, see a lot of this going on. See, I'm not trying to si- segue inside track too much, but like I feel like 
why not just create awesome new characters with their own individuality instead of changing pre-established ones, which is an ongoing thing because that I hate. Because representation, man. No, that's fine. Re- you want to represent? Like, ha- no, you, you so know what's a good? You know what's a great show for that? Yeah. What's a great show for representation is uh, Sensei on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if anybody's seen that, I recommend it because I thought it was an interesting um, and and really interesting idea. Yeah. But it's got like ethnic uh, ethnicist. Ethnicities. <laughs> the rum is talking right now. Uh, it's got ethnics from all around the world, literally all around the world. You're talking like Chicago, Iceland, India, Germany, e- Mexico, everywhere, um, and in, in Asia, and and they all and they're all ra- racially and uh, LGBTE diverse and everything. But it's just. Um, I don't know. Like, I would rather see something like that where you start from scratch and build this awesome, yeah. this awesome well, thing. Well, some people come with the idea they don't like that because they'll say, like, for instance, they will, um, they'll point to, let's say, like, take comics for instance, right? They'll they'll try to push this, you know, character, new ca- or new imaging of a character, and you know, and they want it to represent it. So it's like, oh, so again, America Chavez is a prime example of this, right? American Chavez was introduced, and she was a little side character, and it wasn't bad, you know. Oh, she comes from this dimension that's all women. She has two moms and all that, and she's a lesbian and all this other stuff, right? And then she gets her own I book. I have a question. If there's, if it's all, yeah, they don't all think, women, they don't think that. Are you still lesbian? They like, you don't have any other options. Well, true, but they don't think that far ahead because <laughs> <laughs> when they they they, 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 they you know uh, th- there was a, a clip I saw on YouTube that was just hilarious about it, um, and he's like, yeah, you know, um, these uh, what, why, why not too much? He's like, these uh, you know, um, y- you want these same sex marriages? He said, but you know, in these utopias, like, oh, everyone is same sex and all that, you know, and he's like. Yeah, so that's just gonna be one generation, and they're like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, there's, there's a, you know, he's like, unless, unless there's a man and woman coming together, there's that that ra- that generation is not gonna carry on. That that right. race is gonna get wiped out." Right. And the uh, the guy got the one of the other guys got mad, and he's like, "Not everybody came from a man and a woman." And I'm like, "You obviously have not taken you're biology. You're an idiot." <laughs> yeah. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. No. Anyway, get, yeah. let's get back yeah. to solo. solo. So solo. Uh, so what were your big gripes about solo? Um. So one was his name. That was one of the big like. <sighs> oh, please tell me. Please tell me it's not so stupid. Please tell me. Yeah. It's oh, stupid. it's stupid. Did so Han signs up for. He's going to sign up for the Empire, right? He's going to sign up for the Empire. So they asked him his name. He's like, well, it, it's Han. He's like, last name. And he was like, basically, he was like, well, I don't, I don't have a last name. I don't, I don't have any people. I'm, I'm kind of alone. And you're like, oh, so you're solo. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. That was like that. That shouldn't have been. Whoever wrote yeah. that needed to be shot. Yeah, that shouldn't have been in there. And then um, you had. You had the droid, which was pretty much one of the worst parts of the movie, was this feminist droid 
walking around called L337, which is supposed to spell uh, elite. Elite, right? So they're trying that, to that's, like. That's what? That's gamers speak for elite. Yeah, gamers, guys. Do, 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 do. Fucking fake geek girls and shit. And I and I and I have a problem with fake geek girls or these fake you know oh, yeah. sci-fi SJW types. Like I better be able to 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 quiz you on some shit, and you better get yeah, it right. But know? like, so when you have actual fans and like girls that are, who are part of the fandom, they are fans of the fandom. Like they're, oh, yeah. you know, they. But we, just like anybody else. Yeah, they 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 act they act like anyone else. But these fake ones, they always try to sit there and. They want to put these things that just show you their geek cred, like how hoo hoo hoo, and all. By the way, we're gonna have a droid run around talking about he wants e- she wants equality and all this stuff, and it's just <laughs> retarded. It's just like so, I mean, th- it, so so please, uh, and again, I haven't seen the movie, but please tell me that like the droid was not literally asking for like equality. Yes, not literally. That was like a line. What do you want? Equality. It's like that was yes. <sighs> so let's let's get this straight. Um equality between men and women already exists. Now, we're talking about a location that's millions of years or not, in a galaxy far, far, far away, away. in the a, in the past and or whatever else you want to say. Uh, but it obviously in Hollywood it's going to be a reflection of of now. So why are they making a droid? That doesn't that doesn't make any like any sense at all. Like uh one, droids can't have genders. Apparently, well, I mean, which was also a funny take I, I took on this, right? So, what what gender is R two D two? I would say that he's a that that it's a man or a, 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 a male genderish. Right. Like you know, obviously he's he's he, well. See, that's the thing. That's it's a fucking trap that they try to get you with with grammar, is because I would say that it's a he. Same thing with C three PO, right? Mm-hmm. Because they they have like a uh, a male. Well, C three PO specifically looks more more masculine than feminine, right? right. He doesn't have like you know, b- like you know, uh, mounds for for boobs, boobs on right. his chest. Uh, and but then for uh for R two D two, you don't have that. Like he's an astromech droid. He he ha- he doesn't look anything humanoid or anything like that. But I would still say he's a he because of his relationship with Luke Skywalker is almost a best friend type right, but uh, um, relationship. Now, but also, when you refer to them as like this is the grammar getting you, when they refer to um, um, the droids as a he, generally they use it as like the uh, uh, what was it called the, the neutral term, right? Mm-hmm. Just to say like this or whatever, like right. unless it is unless it is explicitly it? female, then that's when you would use she. Right. Everything else is he. The defaults to he. Yeah, it's and that and, th- and that's the same way in several languages. Yeah, but I don't. But I mean, that's that's, uh, that's one that's a, one that's a trap, like in grammar that they try to get you with. But I mean, but it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but you so know? even it, it's a droid, it, it is literally nothing but computer parts. Yeah, but so with the C three PO, even though we consider him looking mannish, it's it's more that it has a humanoid figure, right? No real representation, like overt representation of it being a man, right, or a male. And he actually has a personality yeah. instead C- of just a programming, right? Yeah. And then R two D two is a trash can. BB eight yeah. is a, a ball, right? Right. So, but they had to make sure that we knew that L three three seven was female, and they even pu- pull up a picture. Pull up a picture. L three three seven. L. Three. I'm gonna see L three. Star Wars. Yeah. 
images. That doesn't look anything female. Yeah. It doesn't. Except for the 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 uh, hip. The hip. Well, hold on, let me. They made the hips like pretty wide. But like I don't. But you. Oh, so are those birthing hips? Right. <laughs> like, like what are you trying to explain there? Because, like, is, this is looks like a huge. This looks and in, in all just honesty, come this looks like if you took R two D 2s head, the the part that swivels, mm-hmm. and put it on top of, like, a skeleton. But it d- it doesn't look anything female-ish or anything like that. It's probably just has a more female voice, I imagine. Well, it has a female voice, yeah. but it had the it 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 made it the the wide hips and and then made it like three pv three uh, yeah c three po we would say it was a dude or a coward and stuff like that. But it wasn't. There was no um. How can you say uh. Like it wasn't forced. There was just like yeah. that's what it is. It's just that what it was. Like With this, it was like you had to know that you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's just. I think that's just a reflection a of the current. I think that's just a reflection of the current bullshit climate yeah. we're going through right now. Everything has to have a label. And she woke. She woke as hell, man. She's the wokest droid ever. That was. If actually, she speaks six was, million languages, I'd be impressed. That was actually part of a, a, a article. That she's woke. That she's the wokest droid ever, and I was like, "Fuck out of here." <laughs> Again, man, it's people that are are looking to establish an agenda or some kind of um, uh, validation of a propaganda. Something, you know, yeah. like, hey, this this validates my argument that you know, blah blah blah. It's just like, but it's a fucking movie about a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> like, one, do you think they would even have the same problems as now? No, no. I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, and so. Um, uh, what's interesting is uh, people talk about Star Wars recently on a on I think it was a Joe Rogan's podcast. They were talking about how um, uh, <clears throat> they used uh, Star Trek and, and I think Star Wars a little bit as a uh, an example of the removal of racism. And Joe Rogan said, "Well, I could uh, well no if they keep this up, like racism could be a, a, you know." Um, the thing in the past in like 40, 50 years, I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. I was like, and, and that's the thing is like racism will always be around. Yeah. Always. As long as there are different people and different there are different people. tribes and there are di- and, and as long as we're not literally homogeneous, which means all the same, if we are heterogeneous in any way, there's going to be racism. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen this and well, they have, they have, they have Saturday morning cartoons on this where they have, uh, for example, for example, I just saw this on Avatar Last Airbender. Right? I've seen the show I don't know how many times, but this one what comes to mind. There's an episode where uh you have two tribes, right? That absolutely hate each other, right? They're not all different. One is like the prissy like private school type mm-hmm. um tribe and the other one is like the barbarian like we're rugged kind of tribe. And they absolutely hate each other. But they hate each other because of one fact happens hundreds of years ago. Like like you know, one of the guys beat up another guy or whatever like that. Right, and so now these two groups of people hate each other. It's like, well, but why? Like they're more like each other than they're different. Mm-hmm. And for <clears throat> there's always going to be like that hate. There's always going to like they weren't. They had, like I said, like they on a bio- biology level, they had more in common than they uh, than they uh, than they had different. And it's just you know culturally as long culturally as long as there's. Many different cultures, as long as I can appropriate as a white cis male, many other cultures. Oh, was so racist. I was, absolutely. I said that on purpose. Uh, <clears throat> but it's it's one of those things, like, if you have so many different 
areas that uh, that can create their own niche culture, there's always going to be some kind of uh, racism yeah. or whatnot. <coughs> always, well, always. Well, yeah, because racism is a subset of tribalism. It's just tribalism based on race, and uh, or comes from that tribalism based on race, where you're going to have some someone's going to see a difference and someone else and they're going to have an issue with it yep. or they're going to think there's better and yep. like there's always going to be those people and then there's going to be generally majority of the people mm. are going to learn to you know get along i mean yeah. and another perfect example real world incident real world incident um hold the hotel rwanda movie right mm-hmm. of the of the massacre uh in rwanda when they had the tsi right the tsi's killing uh, yeah. the other tribe right. yeah hey guess what all african well, all yeah. from the same country but they were just what different tribes, yep. and to be honest, again, this is me looking at it. I cannot tell the difference when they showed the Tsi and the other um, uh, the other uh, tribe. It's like I, I like I would have watched. I I can't identify that. Like there's no racial color, the racial tone. There's no major change in facial features or anything like that. Yeah, they're 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 the same race. They're oh. the same people. Well, it's essentially the same people. Yeah. And yeah, they they heal, they yeah. killed each other over tribalism basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. But but this is where it all stems from. Like because of all this other stuff makes sense or doesn't make sense, Star Wars story solo doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, well, like the, you're the just trying to you're just trying to drive a wedge, man. This, yeah, they, you, and why would you put things thing like there? And so, with things like that, you can see a lot of Star Wars. Like you said, you a big Star Wars fan, probably bigger. You're bigger than I am. You haven't seen it. That's probably the only time you'll say that sentence. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's generally <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you didn't see it. And and to be fair, there's a lot of people who were long term Star Wars fans. Apparent, you know, where. Decided just not to see the movie. They essentially boycotted the movie, which also leads into our next, yeah, topic. So, so a lot of these problems we having with the Star Wars universe is seems to be pointed at uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who uh, is you know running Lucas Arts uh, and producing these movies. And with this, um, with the backlash from you know the negative backlash from uh, the Last Jedi. Plus, Solo underperforming, and I think they said they're going to cost. It's going to end up costing them something like. Uh, uh, I think it was eighty million. Eighty million. Yep. Let's. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Yep. Eighty million for the studio. Yeah. So what it looks like here is. Uh, it's a flop. It's a flop, yeah. and she's. I mean, it still made money from what it. It's going to make money. Yeah. You know, it's so. Um, but it's just probably lo- losing what they expected to make on right. it. Right. Right. Well, because what Disney doesn't flop. Well, well eh, they do. I mean, it's not going to be nothing to hurt Disney, but Disney has flopped before. Um, the thing with this is, so you know, they project how much money, money this this movie's going to make, so that lets them know how much they're going to inject in advertisement, um, toys. You know, because they always roll out the whole package when you know something Star Wars come around. When you you know you already know you're going to have toys, costumes. Uh, mugs, a whole bunch of merchandising and stuff like that. So they're gonna, they gotta invest all that money in that too because mm-hmm. they think if the if the movie does w- well, people are gonna buy the merchandise and you know generate more money that way. Yep. So what is so since the movie is underperforming, generally that means the sales know, will the be sales will be mediocre too, and they are not, um, they're not gonna recoup that money, all that money that they put in. Or they were projected to have, 
I mean, they might break even. Sometimes they do even make a small profit, but based off what they expected to make, you know, and plans for the future, you know, a flop in a in a series like this is is huge. Especially when it's already like hugely established, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like this is uh, this is another this is a mega movie franchise, mega, yeah, mega. Well, and and so and you say that too. So this was also uh, reported last week too. Was that um, the the Last Jedi DVD and Blu uh, Blu Ray sales were like low? Oh yeah, nobody like cares super about super low. And you know, some people try to say the people still try to defend it, like, oh, but what about the digital? It's like, well, it's not being it's not being sold a lot on iTunes or you know. Yeah, other no, platforms. it's not. It's not. And uh, you know, and that's another thing is like, yeah, even you know all the previous ones to that. So the Force Awakens, Rogue One, um, their DVD, uh, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, home video sales were. We're up. still we're pretty up there, you yeah, know, pretty up there. Well, and, and and again, I think that happened because, um, like I said earlier, um, Rogue One is almost a, almost a standalone, almost. It relied on the other um, movies. It's a, it's a side story. It's a side story. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, it didn't have to. Uh, I mean, it it had to fit the the storyline, but it didn't have to fit, you know, exactly. It just had to ha- end a certain way. Yeah, because there's you know you had different um, characters, right? You know, involved, but it just happened inside. But for you know s- the the Force Awakens, I was willing to give that a lot of leeway. I was like, Force Awakens, okay, you know, you're gonna start off new, the new part of the trilogy. I'm expecting it to be like, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, where like you start on an adventure and then you it just stops. Okay, well yeah. then I watch the second movie and that'll answer more questions or I'll progress the story. Uh. You know, and, and it didn't. It didn't really do that. It did not answer. It, it it pushed the story a little bit further, but it didn't really answer. It had more faults than uh, than anything else in it, and that's what that's kind of pissed me off. But yeah, and, and then now Solo is another kind of origin story for Han Solo, and just the I don't really. And now we know he did. So <laughs> you, and now you know he what he him did. So oh, him dead. dead? Yeah, yeah. So now it's just like, well, where does he go from here? Well, he dies. Well, he died. So, <laughs> you know? and I th- so, and another thing. Uh, what? No, I will say another cool thing about the movie was actually uh, Darth Maul is in it. Oh my god! Yeah, that was like, oh, just Darth okay. Maul is the shit. Like, like this. How this is a way how to waste a great character. Yeah, like not only that, but like Star Wars. Star Wars has excellent villains. Yeah, and if they and they leverage the villains more. I mean, besides Kylo Ren, I don't even know if Kylo Ren's even a villain anymore. Is he? I don't know what this. He's con- he's he's confused. That's what he is. Yeah. He's confused, but Maul is not. That motherfucker's badass. <laughs> he's he chops bitches up like yeah. nothing. Yeah, and I always loved like the um. I read you know one of my uh, they only did one book on him um pre prequel novel which was called Shadow Hunter. Yeah. And that was uh, that was good. Very good, very good. It was I like also we, liked him in um the uh. Uh, the the book um Darth Pelagius mm, book yeah. yeah because he was just a side character but he he had a he had a major impact in it and it yeah. was interesting to see kind of his origin story right. and how how they brought him into it because yeah. you don't see that in episode one he just kind of comes up and you know and slices up Liam Neeson and yeah. that's it and then Hugh McGregor comes out and just and slices him in half yeah. and I was like what a waste I mean he should have. They should have. I mean, I know they brought him back in, like you know, the Clone Wars, and and he's in Star Wars. 
His yeah so yeah he, yeah he was he was a pretty good figure in the the animated series. Well yeah, but in the last one, the Star Wars Re- Rebels, where they killed him for good this time, um, it was kind of weird seeing him because the, he came off Brit like he was British. <laughs> now granted, Ray Parks, <laughs> the guy who plays him, is British, but did Ray Parks uh Ray voice Parks, him also? No, he didn't voice him for the Star Wars Re- Rebels, but it's like. Ray Parks, you know, at the few times Maul speaks, it's not. It's not Maul. It's not British. It's not a British accent. It's it's you um. know the character, but they made him. They went straight British sort of thing in this one. It's interesting how in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> they still have dialects like that. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah. Getting back to uh, Kathleen getting back to Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people are pointing to you know how divisive the uh, last Jedi was and everything so now it looks like she is on her way out yeah uh, in September they're, they're projecting right yeah so according to express.co.uk I'm just gonna read a quick um, quick uh, paragraph for you so although industry pundits and some sites support the studio head there has been an extraordinary backlash against the Star Wars franchise and specifically Kennedy herself since the divisive Last Jedi hit cinemas. The remarkable, or I'm sorry, the remarkably poor performance of Solo is being attributed in part to a massive ongoing fan boycott of Star Wars movies. Now this is, I kind of have a, um, a conundrum with this, right? Because either it's a Star Wars fan boycott, which I don't, I don't think we're even allowed to do that. I don't think, we're, I don't think it's in our genetics. Uh, because we have to have it. We have to have Star Wars. We have to be able to enjoy it now. Uh, I've also read articles where they've blamed Avengers um, Infinity War for the for Solo's poor poor they, performance. Well, here's the thing, and and I had to. I I always you know when they use oh because of Avengers and and uh, Deadpool and you know that's why I said first of all that's a bullshit reason because fans. We're fans of all three franchises. Uh, they're gonna go see the movie, right? Yeah, Cause there's, yeah. There's there's a huge, I guarantee you, there's a huge overlap between between comic book nerds and Star Wars nerds. It's oh a huge yeah. overlap. Oh yeah. Well, it's so, all it's all it's all fantasy. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the same people who are very were very interested, or not to say all of them, but a vast majority of the same people who are interested in. The you know uh, Avengers, Deadpool would also be interested in a new Star Wars movie, but the problem is Star Wars movie. This later, you know, the last one Jedi was crap. Yeah, and there was not. Uh, it it sort of killed. Like so, if the if the last Jedi, I would say this: if the last Jedi was was good, you know, a better movie, a much better movie, you know, on akin to level of Rogue One. Um, I guarantee you, more people would have been happy to see. Oh yeah see this oh yeah definitely um but my my whole thing is like i hate seeing all the social justice warrior propaganda in it i'm like i get it i get it like something like you feel like that lando you has to be pansexual for you to make your quota like i get it yeah, i know but um <laughs> but you can make really good stories with individuals and you can have strong female characters. They can be whatever sex they want, or they can be whatever gender they want. Well, no, there's only two genders. Only two genders. But I mean, they can be any kind of sexual orientation they want. Like, okay, cool. Like, but it's 
once you start actually pushing it and it becomes blatant instead of just yeah instead of just uh when you make it when you make it uh natural it feels conforming yeah so it's like it is it, just frustrating and like i said it's not a terrible movie it is not as bad as the last jedi in my opinion it's just <laughs> it's not as it's not that bad last For a side note please go check out the uh the dog review on the last jedi yeah. uh you'll be pleasantly surprised <laughs> Yeah, that that <laughs> movie that movie sucked. Um, but it's not as bad as that. It's just it, if it was honestly, if it was not a Star Wars, it did not have the Star Wars labeling on it. I probably would have liked it more. But because I expect more from Star Wars, you know, it was like this should have been so much better. Yeah, you know, well, I'm just gonna bootleg it, or I'm just gonna like find a DVD rip or borrow it from a friend. Trust me, something. I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't feel invested into it. Yeah, you know. When these movies do this bad, they tank this bad. They'll probably be up pretty soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so again, like this kind of brings me to how Hollywood is disenfranchising a an entire demographic, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like I'm a normal dude. I'm a normal dude, and That's I was heavily invested in all, like, in everything Star Wars. Like, I love it. I've seen everything, I'd say. I've read the books, the audiobooks, the the games. I, I'm, I, I know it, you know. And now it feels like since they're on such an agenda hike and they're just trying to push this kind of ideology, I'm just like, well, I don't really fit, and I can't really, quote-unquote, identify as... Yeah. Some of that. And so it's, it feels like I'm getting marginalized. And it's like I'm not well, I'm not the I'm not the minority in this. Like, you know, the vast majority of the people that enjoy these movies are normal people, normal, normal dudes. People. I'm not saying that they're that, you know, gay people or whoever else can't enjoy this, but they're normal too. And once you start kind of I think I think once you start kind of catering to those tastes and doing that, they, it it loses the normalcy of it and it kind of puts them on a pedestal and then people don't like that. Like, yeah. I want to be a normal dude. Like, my home life is my home life, but when I go to the movie, I want to see some, some regular stuff. Now, granted, if they want to push, you know, or they want to have gay, lesbian characters, go for it. You know, oh, go for it, but make that part of the character. Don't make that part of the agenda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah the that's, what, that's my problem with, like, movies nowadays. Anyway. <laughs> like, as a whole, Star Wars is just jumping on that bandwagon. Right. You're not having... They're trying to push a message instead of entertaining people yeah. paying customers. And that and that's, you know, that's probably why they're going to probably have some change in the guard. And we've seen this a lot with uh, Disney and stuff like that. Like, Marvel, uh, comic-wise, they were pushing this very hard, and their sales were tanking. Uh, their sales were tanking. So they're going back... You know, the whole pitch this summer is them to go back to, you know, putting the you know, uh, the characters back in order. Bruce Banner is back as the Hulk. Oh, yay, finally. <laughs> finally. And, and, you know, but I, I think they're going to keep the Amadeus Cho, Gogurt Hulk going around. Um, there is a, you know, Thor is back as the God of Thunder. He is Thor. Instead of the girlfriend, right? Yeah, so the and that was just fucking ridiculous storyline yeah. just to begin with, but you know Wolverine is back. Yeah, actual Logan is back, so we don't have a chicken. As so, so who, I know it's who X23. was uh, was X twenty three that X twenty three took over? But, but see, okay, so so my point of view on that, and again, I'm not I'm not I'm not really really in depth on the comics piece of it, 
but we're gonna we're gonna side we're gonna side note this real quick. So for X twenty three, like so when I watched Logan, like right, old man Logan, when mm-hmm. I watched the movie, I could totally imagine the mantle of Wolverine, you know, granted Wolverine is yeah is Logan. I could see X twenty three, the girl, becoming Wolverine, and then using that as her tagline, like it, it made sense. Yeah, they, you know, like I, it didn't feel foreign. It was just like you know, like that's your paying homage to to Logan kind of thing. I would have been more happy with with her as X twenty three if it didn't become like, oh, we're the girls and we're we're so much better than the guys. Like they actually had this, they had this one series of comics like to try to you know to remind people how, you know, don't know these old characters would approve of these new people too. So they had this one comic where the old Wolverine, you know, and and them crossed over through some time loop and stuff like that and Wolverine was sitting there like, "Oh my god, she's so much better than I am. She's so quick and graceful and she she'll do things." And I was like, "Really?" Really, in a different dimension, maybe. Never. <laughs> First of all, that doesn't even sound like something Wolverine no, would he, say. No, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, it's like you know, and it, all it was was like, and they did this with several. Like they had, you know, the uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk, you know, meet the Bruce Banner Hulk, you know, and all that. And each one of them were like, "Oh, see how much better these new guys are than us." And then people still weren't buying their shit. Now they're like, "Okay, we're going back now." Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I mean, I, I get that they're trying to keep with the times and send a positive message or what they yeah, think is a positive message, but, you know. The, I, I always look back at our, like, you know, growing up in the afternoon specials and the stories they told and stuff like that. I said they were still, they were probably a little cringy for the time, but they were not this bad. Like, these, you know, and then the thing is when you, you, you. But, uh, but I mean, could, and again, I'm going to try to take a partial view on this. Could that, could your point of view on that just be skewed based on. The current climate, what you've been through, what you've seen. Well, yeah, because, because if you take someone brand, brand new off the streets, now and then could still be kind of the same, you know. Like it, mm, it nah, the, the cringy level could still be equal instead of the cringy level was like so. Like when I talk about after school special, it was more like you know, hey, stand up to bullies. You know? Oh yeah, you, you are worth. We something. had two episodes dedicated to that entirely, yeah. but that was like that was one of the things. Like you know, stand up to a bully. Nowadays, it's like, oh my god, don't bully because it's just bullies are bad. Oh my god, and then I'm just gonna kill myself over Twitter and all this other bullshit. And it's like, (sighs) kill yourself over a Snapchat story. Did you hear about that? Yes, I guess. Like, all right, one, one. I um, I don't want to blame this on parenting. I am. I I don't know. Well, I don't want to blame all of it. I don't want to. Well, I'm. Man, this is this is a uh, an episode full of segues and side <laughs> notes. But uh, as far as that goes, you know, it is a parent's job and to uh, to kind of help the kids identify what matters and what doesn't matter, right? Yeah. You mean you mean this post your supposed classmate or your schoolmate posted? How does that affect you? Well, it says that, you know, uh, I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. It's like, and why do you care what they say? You know, I feel like, you know, parents as as a whole need to kind of help get kids. And I know this is difficult. I know, I know it is. I'm not saying that this is all you need to do and this fixes everything. But, you know, you, uh, there needs steps. to be kind of a, yeah, 10 simple steps to make a perfect kid. Yeah. Uh, and uh, trust me, we're all fucked up. All kids are fucked up. Number one, <laughs> beat them. 
<laughs> Choked him. <laughs> Number two, beat them some more. <laughs> so pain is expected. <laughs> no, yeah. so but I don't really. I mean, it's like, just, it, I, yeah, but even now, like, you know, I know people can't, will take offense to that. You don't hit children, you bastard. No, discipline them. Discipline them. Yeah, there's discipline and there's abuse, and there's nothing wrong with corporal punishment as a as a corrective measure. I'm not talking about like, you know, torching your kid and beating them to a pulp, but mm-hmm. like, like a spanking. Yeah, like spanking. Like we're 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 fucking animals. Yep. We're primates, and primates do the same thing. Yep. Because a physical reaction to something, a physical, you know, stimuli, to a, you know, helps you remember that yeah. that is bad. That's bad. Yeah. This is, uh, so, perfect example. Like when you have a baby, the baby or the the child, uh, we'll even say a toddler. The child, the, the the toddler has a very hard time expressing himself, mm-hmm. right? And I say himself because it's generally neutral, right? Mm-hmm. I'm using that in that term. Please don't, so please sexist. don't skew me in the comments, which we have so zero sexist. of. But, uh, you know, they have a very hard time expressing themselves. So, really, what do they understand on an emotional and logical level? They understand that, okay, I acted in a certain way, and they, they, and they know when it's bad, right? Don't go into the street. They go into the street. Well, fucking nothing happened, right? I'm going to ground you if you go into the street. They don't really understand what that means, right? Because a lot of times the parents don't really fulfill follow, the grounding. Through, yeah, they don't yeah. follow through. But you know what you can't follow through on, like in within thirty seconds, yep. a spanking. Quick don't go in the street. You went in the street, grab them, spank them. Don't do that. Well, now they have a consequence, and not to say that it has to hurt. Like, like you should not injure your child. Absolutely yeah, not. You shouldn't. You but know. it's it's a reminder of of the of the of the of the power hierarchy. Parents at the top, kids. Yeah. Kids below that, you know. And but once the your kids one are not your property. Until some, the motherfuckers eighteen, childless, they are. Some childless <laughs> son of a bitch will yeah. scream. Well, I actually said, "Children are not your property." As like, really? Uh, when I because I'm, I'm paying for it, I'm paying for <laughs> them. And if I put it this way, if they get into trouble and you have to come get me to get help to deal with it, they're mine. Yeah. All right. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get back. We on are track. way off topic. We are way <laughs> off topic. We are just going through. <laughs> That's the rub, man. You're but anyway, going. anyway, because time is wrapping up, so I'm so gonna give a quick. S- so Solo sucks. The rum is good. Kathleen Kennedy is... G- I'm just jumping all around. <laughs> so the rum is good. Solo sucks. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy will probably step down, I'm thinking, in September because of the articles that are getting pushed out. Bye, bitch. And now... Now, so uh, to some sad news. So yeah. this this week we, we lost one of, m- one of my idols, probably one of, the big <laughs> one of my bigger idols, uh, in uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, uh, Anthony Bourdain. For those who don't know, where the fuck have you been? Is a world-renowned chef, a traveler, critique, uh, critic, um, and it, just so much more. Um, he he cl- he's well. He uh, so he w- he he became big, right? So his whole thing was he became big to to the average person. Yeah, uh, with I think no reservations. Well, or one, first one of those uh, shows. first it was his book. So he wrote a book. Um, and it, it it detailed as much, you know, not just his cook, like it detailed him, you know, in the world of culinary arts and everything like that. Um, and it talked as much about him, his drug, re- drug use at the time as it was being a chef, which, which was exorbitant. Yes. And, uh, if those who have never worked in a kitchen, uh, working in a kitchen is a high stress uh, environment. It is. Oh not yeah, for just watch Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Like having the chef yell at you, like that's oh, normal. Yeah. That's a normal thing. So I I worked in a kitchen and um, it was, 
uh, you know, I I started with prepping. So usually that's what, you know, making sure is the one uh, you have everything set up for, you know. So you're prepping the workstations. You're making sure the tools are in the right places. Right. The 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 ingredients are in the right places. They're all prepared. They're chopped up. They're sliced. The ingredients is the big part. So, like, you would sit there and you have to perfectly cut, cut everything and, you have to everything weighted out and stuff like that. So when it's when they get a, a you know they get ready to fire a dish, um, that it's means just throw everything in. A you start throwing everything according to what chef taught you, because mm-hmm. you know most people think like there's just one chef back there making everything. It's like no, it's usually a team of chefs. Um, but one chef, well, like one, one leader, chef, one leader, but yeah. a bunch of cooks, bunch of cooks. So usually, like the the other chefs are, uh, well, th- I want to say other chefs. They're not chef. But like they're usually, sh- you know, chefs in training. They're yeah. apprentices, things of that nature. Or they're, su- they're Sue. Uh, what's it called the you have the sous chef, chef. Yeah. yeah, which so is like, like the number two guy. Number he's two. The f- he's the first mate. Yeah, pretty much. And it, and there is a hierarchy, you know, back there. Which which there should be because hierarchy brings order. Right. And and it, and it does. You know, when you have someone who's in charge, and everybody has a role and everybody has a position to play, then that's you when keep everything in line. Boom. So e- efficiency. <laughs> Really, like yeah, seriously? It's, it, no, it, yeah. it's absolutely right. Um, but uh, so, I you know working back there, very pretty bit madhouse, and so a lot of times, um, I've known several you know people who use heavily like cocaine was like very normal for them to use to keep to keep up with the paces, and uh, so he talked about that, and then he got the show uh, No Reservations. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, like just traveling and meeting people and and, and eating food. food. Like regardless whether it was good or not, like he went out and, and, and he. he yeah. I, I will say this right, and I and I know like I'm just gonna talk about me for a second because it's all about me. Uh, Anthony Bourdain and no reservations and and all that. Like watching him go to all these locations and try new things. The same thing with like what Andrew Zimmerman, right? With bizarre yep. foods. Bizarre foods. I'm not on that level yet, but. I getting am. out and talking to people outside of your social circle or outside of your the norm and and just being able to to embrace a culture that is not your own and enjoy it mm-hmm. and uh, and the kind of things he does I like how he doesn't necessarily go to like the best restaurants or anything like that like no they'll barbecue yeah or it, like they'll barbecue in on mm-hmm. on a dock like randomly or like they'll go um there was one episode which like I really enjoyed where he was on a boat and he was just cooking for the for the for the crew and the cast, yep. and I'm just like that's that's some everyday type shit, and he's doing it, and I get to enjoy him doing that, yep. and that and and really, you know, that's that is kind of like behind the scenes because I like watching the behind the scenes of the making of kind of things, because whenever when everything's scripted and it's like this is what they want you to see, like it seems you know sometimes fake. I never really got that. With uh, the no, no reservations, it, it, like I, I felt like I was watching Anthony Bourdain. He didn't change his personality. No, he was and Anthony he Bourdain. Was, yeah, yeah. Like he was an asshole, absolutely. Like he was a nice guy, but he <laughs> said what was on his mind. Yep. And I felt that if I met him, that's exactly what I would get. So this is why this is also sadder for me because I actually got many opportunities to to talk with, well, not him directly, but m- mainly through the internet. But I did meet his uh, ex-wife. Um, which, you know, helped spark this too. Uh, I, she's an avid, um, at the time she was just very, she was really, really avid chomping at the bit and, uh, doing jujitsu. And, uh, sorry. Oh, shit. Yeah. Jujitsu motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I, I just had to throw that in there. Sorry. And, uh, you know, she's really heavy into that. And, and, and I think she does like full MMA now. 
like oh, really? full on I, like two fights now. But um That's um that's unexpected. I I did not Yeah. But she was, I was I not mean, expecting she, to hear that. She she was you know, that's usually a natural evolution of most jiu-jitsu guys. At some point they're they're gonna go and cross over in the MMA. But uh yeah, so you know, got to meet her and you know, she got me in touch with him and you know, started talking jujitsu. He started doing jujitsu. Um matter of fact he uh I don't know, what did he, he won uh he won I think was it the New York Open or something, the IBJJF New York Open. He won uh his uh category at uh, senior five. <laughs> like I mean, means old blue belts. Old old field, but he apparently won uh that one. I don't know how many people uh he fought, but uh I had talked with him back and forth and was definitely uh, was trying to coordinate some time when he had time, if he could, to come to Lisbon and, you know, either compete or watch the uh, the 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 IBJJF, the IBJJF uh, European Championship. And uh, that would be, that'd be that would cool. be cool like because I've heard some of your awesome stories about Portugal. Oh, yeah. And I want to go on that. And then you add Anthony Bourdain and to that. He would, oh, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. I that would have been an awesome episode for no reservations or whatnot. Exactly right, because uh, that would that would have put his his culture cultural foodie and jujitsu life all uh, in one. Well, he actually did. He, so he did actually in um, parts unknown. He actually uh, went to Brazil and was doing jujitsu. Really? Yeah. So there's an episode of that where he he does jujitsu down in Brazil. And uh, that was like, man, that's so cool. But like, that's but that's one of the reasons why this guy was my idol. Now, granted, I've been doing like the jujitsu thing before him, and I actually was a traveler before he was. Uh, I always tell him, it's like, man, I've been traveling, you know, all my life. Literally, I have. But uh, you know, but he was he was idol because it was like, yeah, there's this guy. He's out there. He's living life. Like if you had told me, like, well, what's 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 living life like? And he's like, well, look at Anthony Bourdain. He's a guy. He's going there. He's meeting new people. He's seeing the world. And you know, absorbing this, so uh, yeah, I, I could use him as a good example. Yeah, so that's why it it really hurts to find out that he killed himself, and we really don't know the motivation here. Um, so, real quick, all I heard was it was a suicide. Yeah, it was now, a suicide. One, I can like suicide. Uh, that that that's always a really tough. It's um, very tough. Tough uh, thing to to intake and to explain and and, and things like that. But yeah, have have you read anything about you know how he did it? Uh, he hung his? himself. He hung himself. He hung himself. Yeah. Um, and the thing with it is, so he was actually in. He wasn't. Um, and that's another thing. He's not. He wasn't far from here. Really? Where was he? He at? wasn't far. He was uh out just out. He was around Strasbourg. Seriously? Yes. So he was in France. He. I mean. That's like what. Three two hour three two hours away? No, it's not two hours away. Uh, actually less where he was at. Get I think it's like less. Here. So he was there to do the shoot um Strasbourg for parts unknown. He was staying outside. He wasn't staying in Strasbourg, but he was staying a little bit outside of Strasbourg. And um But so still though. Like that's Yeah, he that's was that like close, like ridiculously close. Yeah, it was that close. Like literally, like if I'd have known he was there. I would have probably driven down there. Yeah, I would have like him. just wanted to stake out one of the restaurants he was going to go yeah. to or something. Or and uh, so that's that's really that, that's another like ow like uh, you know yeah. not only did he do that and it's like he was so close you could have I could have met him face to face you know one of the things I I really wanted to do wanted to do in this world because uh, you know I just I I, I really like the guy and uh, again yeah. one of my idols he, he seems so genuine he did like like and even with his pain that was another thing yeah. even with his pain he was genuine like you know he was he was very open about you know the, the his ups and downs and stuff like that and what drove him 
you know, to the, you know, the, cause he was a, he was a una, unapologetic drinker yeah. and smoker. Well, he quit smoking. He quit smoking. Um, but he didn't do it for the viewers. <laughs> no, he did it for, right he now. did it for his daughter. Like right, his daughter yeah. was like, Oh, you shouldn't smoke that anymore. Or something. So he, he did it. He quit smoking, but he was still a very avid drinker. Like yeah. that's one of the things I love about the show. Like he got drunk on that show. Oh yeah. He got again. Drunk. So genuine. Genuine. This is what I would expect because when I go places, I like to enjoy, Yeah, you know, you go, and you have uh, Greece, you have the Uzo. You know, yep. Jamaica, you have the rum. Yep. You know, Scotland, you have the whiskey. Italy, you have the wine. Yep. You know, we, we, you know, Spain, you have the sangria. And that's what he would do. Dude. And he would try the, you know, the, uh, I don't know. It, it was just such a genuine, it was, it was when you were watching his show, uh, you know, I, I would say that it's not scripted at all. It's no. mostly him just uh, watching him interact with people and, and, and enjoying the, the locale. But yep. It was so genuine. Like he, I didn't see a persona. I saw Anthony Bourdain. Exactly. You know, and then it was, and that's what that's what made him so fun to watch. Is because you actually saw like a genuine person with all his flaws yeah. and all his missteps, and you know, like that. That's what made it enjoyable to watch. And that's uh, I'm gonna yeah, miss that. I'm definitely gonna miss it. I'm definitely gonna miss him too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of speculations about why he did it. Um, but right now, no one knows, um, you know, and there's and the, the theories are coming out now and as, as around every celebrity death, there's always talking like one I was listening to a day where I, I don't know if it's true, but he said uh, that his uh, girlfriend was cheating on him um, because there were pictures of her walking around like a day or two holding hands with this other dude Um at that point, man, just cut ties. Yeah, just cut. Ties, I don't know man. if that's some motivation. I mean, you know, he could have been battling the problem with you know when you, you see these celebrities on TV. Another thing is, you you know you've seen them in TV, and even as genuine as Burdain was, you don't see his everyday life. So right. he could have been going through something yeah. that we no one was paying attention to. But like mm-hmm. a lot of suicides, they come out of the blue because a, a lot of people, you know, when they do decide that they're going to take this step, they. Um, they act better, right? They yeah, they they they, tr- they try to get their house in order. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's kind of one of the the things, one of the the warning signs of suicide yeah. is, you know, they start cleaning up, they start giving away their property Probably. because they don't want to be a burden. Because one of the things I've read and I've, I've heard is that people that uh, many people that commit suicide felt like they were a burden on the people around them, yeah. right? It's like that's how they felt. They may not have been, but they that's but how they felt, and so. They wanted to relieve a lot of that burden for when they left, so they would get rid of all their stuff. They would do a will, you know. They would do, yeah. uh, they would make it as easy as possible for when they left that people would just move on without them. Yeah. And um, that that is not the case. Like that is really never the case. I mean, of course, life goes on. Like life people that survive to. will push through, but, but you, you, you uh, still carry. Yeah, you still carry a bit of that. And um, I've had a few coworkers. Um, Coworkers and and friends through through my lifetime uh, commit yeah. suicide and it's yeah I had it's to, it's one uh, of those things where you you're like I mean for us we're n- we're never really in um we're never really in one place for too long yeah but you know when you hear about it you're like holy crap man I mean damn like I wish I could have done something for him or I wish yeah. I was there I wish I would have known and you always but you have an ocean between you quite literally and. It's uh, yeah. it, it's really really difficult to to talk about and kind of 
really even more difficult to kind of enunciate and describe and explain how how that person regardless of how much involved they were in your life how 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 it feels for them to be gone by suicide yeah and, and that's and the thing that's you know uh, yeah you, when you hear that by suicide and you're like god you, you know like if it would have been like a aneurysm or an accident a heart attack or, or accident you know i think people feel a lot better because they're like okay well you know it's just it's just it's a tragedy but when you, and it's a tragedy when it's suicide but when it's suicide you're like it's is there it, something I could have done to help yeah, that? Yeah, could I have done something to do that? Or, you know, and you, it just, again, you're playing that, you know, what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. You yeah. know, what if I would have said a little, or what if I would have stayed around a little bit more? Or what if I would have said hi a little bit more? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, you're gone. And then, you know, when you, and that's when you know someone, but when you are, when you're like a fan, like I am of this, uh, you know, of, of, of Bourdain, it's like, it's really hard because I did, you know, idolize this guy a lot. And it's like, Man, I thought, you know, this guy, um, you know, yes, he had it ups and downs and stuff like that, but he was getting it together. Now, granted, okay. I'm going to say this. I, If you ever hear about me dying of suicide, it is a lie. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Oh. Not going to do it. Um, I'm never going to do it. But it's like, I. so for me, you know, they always say, oh, everyone's had suicidal thoughts. I was like, I've never had. I'm, no. I'm too. I mean, I, I've thought about, like, how would things be if I died? Yeah, I've but had not those, like, like if I if I committed suicide, you know. Yeah, like like, like if I wasn't here, like if I got in a car accident on the work on the way to work tomorrow, like how would things pan out? Am I am is my family prepared for that kind of event? Yeah, I was thinking, you know? and you know, when I went to was you know going getting deployed, uh, always thought about that, like what will happen if I don't come home and stuff like that. But it wouldn't be because I took myself out of the game. You know, and so I hope nope, you got to push through that shit, son. Yeah. And with so with that, when me, when I look at this and I hear about people that this happened to or, you know, that went through this and it's like I'm thinking like, how, why, why are you doing like there's so many avenues you can take to deal with this. Like, how do you get to the point where you're yeah. like, you know, I'm I'm out, I'm checking out. I was like, I, I, I can't comprehend that. So it's very hard to really accept that and it hurts because you, you're just sitting there just you know you can't understand the person they're not there to you know longer speak for the, what they're going through yeah and it's like and you it's just such, such a mixed emotional thing so you know yeah i mean i don't know it it seems like uh you know when when someone is really genuine the way anthony bourdain was and he he kind of sucks you into to his life to where you it's it's like the truman show right like every, everyone becomes invested into to what happens, you know. You're like, oh, I want to see how this guy progresses. I want to see what else he does next. I want to see this. I want to see this. And um, you know, I'm sure that you know we're not the only people that wish that we could have done something or, uh, you know, helped alleviate that kind of pain or or something like that. You know, because you know you hear stories about you know even the smallest acts, you know, divert someone off that path. And um, I don't know, man. It's 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 tough. I mean, obviously, suicide is a horrible thing, not just for the person involved, but for everyone around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh it's difficult to talk about because you know obviously there's no survivors from suicide to the interview. Yeah, <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's only attempted suicide. Um, but I mean, even even when you talk to the people that attempted suicide, it's um. You know, a lot of it, you know, uh, I think there was interviews from people that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge that, that, well, they they survive. And then they say that they realized 
halfway down or as soon as they jumped that their problems were actually insignificant. Yeah. You know, and at the <laughs> and it's funny that that's at that moment you had that epiphany, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. It's because and again, this is is biology that ha- that that happens is um the will to survive trumps everything. Yeah. You know, like once you're put in that fight or flight situation, you know, cuz you could be on the edge of the bridge. You you're not really in that situation until you're falling. Right. And then it's like, oh. And um yeah, and then that's when the and, and again, like, you know, uh I'm so I'm not going to say this, but in Hollywood when you see someone hang themselves, right? Like they're they're grasping at the yeah. at the rope or something around their neck or whatever like that. Like that's cuz they realize that they don't really want to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um but leading up into that it seems like the only way out and and it's never the only way out. It may be shitty for a while or something like that, but you know, you know, you know, life goes on life goes for on. for everyone, uh, including uh, the people that want to commit suicide. If they, uh, if they are in the the mental state that they cannot go on, you know, that's that's tragic. Yeah. I don't know. Right. It, it's again, again. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a, just a good it's low note to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, low note to wrap up this. So, yeah. with that said, um, you know, uh, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. I am definitely gonna miss you. Um, I, I thought he was a hell of a guy. I really wish I could have had some of his cooking. I like had well, a dish I've, made I've by Anthony Bourdain. So, like I said, really a lot of things that he impacted me. Like if I found out he went somewhere that I'm going or I've you know been, I hit up those places. You know, I oh, hit up yeah, all the same yeah, places, yeah. and like I'll sit there and be like, hey, you know, no reservations brought me here. Parts unknown brought me here. The layover. Uh, part brought me yeah. here, like, cause I'll go to several places and they'll be like, "Oh yeah," it's like, "Hey, I see you guys on layover," and then yeah. they're like, "Oh, oh yeah," sure. they'll be happy to talk to you and stuff like that. So it was great. So uh, really gonna miss that. Really, really gonna miss that. And again, he helped bring me out of my shell because I used to not even like basic. Uh, lived in Korea for a while. Didn't even like kimchi. That's like the the, the national food. Now I love kimchi, yeah. uh, but uh, you know things like this seeing that it's okay you can try new things and you'll survive if you don't like it order a cheeseburger everyone's yeah. got cheeseburgers or, or a pizza or a pasta or a donor or something take, <laughs> take the chance go out there try something experience something new learn something exactly new. yeah and that's exactly. what i took from him so i'm going to continue that on and uh yeah. and no matter no matter how high level the guy is he's just a dude we're all he's dudes. just a dude we're all meat anyway it was great talking to you guys leave us a comment we'll see you Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose Offensive Gentleman podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.